Blog Talk Radio. Superhighway Live. This is Rick Lupert from the Poetry Superhighway. Glad to have you with me. It's our last broadcast of 2015, which is really kind of a gimmicky thing to say because we're just going to do it next month, which we could say to build excitement will be the first broadcast of 2016. So take everything I say today with the appropriate amount of salt. With a little bit of salt, I forget how that expression goes. Just get some salt and pour it on your head, I think, is what I'm trying to communicate to you right now. Every time I speak, it's like a drinking game, except it's a salt game today. Uh, Good afternoon. It's good to have you with me. Uh, It's an open poetry reading. We invite you to call in and read a poem. The number is area code 646-716-7362. We have callers lined up out the door already. Actually, if you're out the door, you should come back inside and and make yourself comfortable because really you just have to be on the phone. Uh, Before we get to our callers, I want to mention a a couple of things that are going on. Uh, First of all, we published our annual list of holiday recommendations earlier this month. So if you're looking for some last-minute poetry gifts for the poetry lover you know or the undiscovered poetry lover, I encourage you to head on over to our website, PoetrySuperHighway.com. Click on the banner at the top of the page and you can see a list of all the books which have uh, tickled our poetic fancy this year. Personal recommendations for me, uh, things that we think are cool. There's some books by individual authors. There's some anthologies. There's a couple of other things there. Check them out. Uh, You still have time if you have Amazon Prime. And that two-day shipping thing to get to get some gifts uh, for uh, for Christmas, if that's the holiday you celebrate. If you celebrate Hanukkah, I'm I'm afraid you're too late. I'm sorry, you've missed the boat. Or you could just buy late December presents for people. It's an option, something to think about. Anyway, that list is there. Um, even if you don't want to get something for something else, it's kind of cool to check out the the things that we we thought were pretty cool this year, the the poetry books, etc. Really, it's just us furthering our mission of exposing as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. Also, uh, December 1st marked the 11th annual Poetry Superhighway ebook free for all. So, this year we had 49 books which were freely available to be downloaded on December 1st for 24 hours. We collected these books, these ebooks, all throughout the month of November, and put them all up for that 24-hour period. So you can see all the books that were downloaded or that were submitted, and as well you can see how many times each one was downloaded. So that's kind of a cool thing. If you uh, if you actually participated and you missed the, the note on that, you can see how many times your book was downloaded. Maybe if you uh, didn't uh, participate or you, you forgot to go and download the books, you can see what's there. And maybe if you emailed the person, they, they'd be nice enough to send you a copy. I don't know. I can't promise that. That's something I'm making up in the spirit of the holiday season. 
completely up to you. But um, that was the 11th time we've we've done that. It kind of grew out of our great poetry exchange, which we do every year, which will be coming up in uh, in 2016, where we ask people to send a book to or pledge to send a copy of their book to someone else in the world. And in exchange, you will get a physical copy of someone else's book in the mail. A random poetry book. How could that go wrong? Anyway, so check that out. Go to our website uh, under special projects. You can uh, see the ebook free for all link, and there it is. One other thing, speaking of ebooks, I just found this out. This is kind of a personal recommendation. You'll forgive me if I'm uh, tooting my own horn here uh, or being self serving or whatever the other phrases are that tell you that I'm just going to tell you something about me now. Uh, please forgive me, but um, I just found out from my publisher, Rothko Press, that my book, The Gettysburg Undress, which came out in December last year, about a year ago, which is poems that I wrote on a trip two summers ago to uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C., Richmond, Virginia, and Baltimore, Maryland. I think actually Fredericksburg, Virginia is in there. I vaguely recall drinking whiskey at a distillery there, and there's some kind of poem about that. But uh, to be fair, I was drinking whiskey at the time, and I'm not really sure what was written. But I, I'm pretty sure there's something about it in the book. Uh, but that's not the point. The point is that there's a Kindle edition of this book on Amazon. And from now until December 27th, which is uh, what, Sunday, a week um, the Kindle version of that book, which is normally 10 bucks, is only 99 cents. So if you feel like having an easy, cost-effective introduction to the poetic world of Rick Lupert, uh, this could be your opportunity. The entire book, it's like 212 pages or something like that. All of poems written on this trip. Check it out. 99 cents. You've got 99 cents. If you have if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's actually free. I mean, you probably pay a fee for Kindle Unlimited. I don't know because I don't have that. But uh, anyway, there's. I mean, practically, you already own this book, is what I'm telling you. So there you go. Check it out. Um, I just posted on my Facebook page a link to uh, directly to the Kindle version of the book. If you're so interested in checking it out. There you go. That's it. It's a Christmas miracle. Um, all right. I'm a nice Jewish boy, and I've already mentioned Christmas too many times. Um, I think I'm going to be excommunicated. Let's get to the open reading, shall we? Uh, the number to call in for you is 646-716-7362. We have no count content or style restrictions. We just want to hear your poem. We're going to go to our first caller, who is from the 973 area code. Hello, 973. Oh, Michael, that must be me, Rick. <laughs> that must be me calling you from the beautiful hills of Asphyxia, Braindead, Alabama. It's true. Um, David, um, it's so great to hear your voice. There's something, I noticed this last time, but it, it sounds really muffled. Are, are you calling in uh, uh, while under a pillow or something? Um, <laughs> Somebody's trying to kill me, that's what it is. Hold on, let me, let me do something here. Here, is Please, that better? You, that is, is better. Is that better? Yes. Thank you. Okay, it's it's the it's the speaker. That's okay. Anyway, I want to do uh, 
this, this I can't mess around here. This is a very sure serious can. poem about middle age. A very serious poem. Very serious, serious, serious poem. Hold on, let me put on my serious <laughs> pants. Mm, I sing of my sagging mantidies, mantidies so far and so near. Oh, that my mammalian protrusions would get a well-fitting brazier. Mantidies stretch over the oceans, mantidies stretch over the lands. I'll tuck in my free-form elastic and cover with palms of my hands. Man-tits, man-tits, the middle-aged man's greatest fear. Man-tits, man-tits, those hooters sure need a brazier. I'll tell you of middle-aged romance. So destitute at any rate, how can you expect great achievement comparing cup size with your date? Man tits, man tits, the middle-aged man's greatest fear. Man tits, man tits, those who don't sure need a brazier. One more time, man tits, man tits, the middle-aged man's greatest fear. Man tits, man tits, those who are sure need a brazier. Oh, David, I'm, I've been, I've been pining to harmonize with you since you first called into the show all those years ago, uh, and I'm so thrilled. There's a couple reactions here. One is you have a lovely singing voice. Thank uh, you. That's that's number one. Number two, and you'd never know from looking at pictures of you on the web with with the beard because you kind of look like you you might be ready to kill everyone. So I just Osama your mama, terrorist guy. <laughs> the I'm thing, Osama your mama. <laughs> yes, um, and the other thing, I based on the content of the song, I'm not sure whether to send you a check. Uh, uh, because it was so entertaining, um, and you've really added a lot to the show, or if or if I should have you arrested, I think the latter would be a more a more appropriate option. All right, well, good. That's what I'll do then. Did you ever? I think last week. Last no, week, I never. I never did. I never did get a hold of Michael. Never did. Okay, never well, did. The, 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 that 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 Monday, I got up and I just couldn't answer the bell. I. I had I had been up all day, uh, all night, and I was just beat. So I I just went into bed and I spent Monday evening, um, basically, uh, you know, under the covers. That's what I did. Well, that's that's okay. Just in case anyone else doesn't know what we're talking about, I'm not sure if anyone cares. But there's another caller from uh, from Alabama and uh, who calls in regularly, and I just thought that. Uh, since you now live in Alabama, that you two should connect and go forth and yeah, well, we're close. I'm I'm in Pelham, he's in Birmingham. Yeah, I'm there in Pelham. Um, yeah, I, I don't celebrate Christmas. I celebrate Festivus. A uh, Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> yes. So, well, cool. Um, well, is there anything going on in your poetry world that you want to share uh, uh, with the audience? Well, I submitted I submitted to the Birmingham Poetry Review. I, I would recommend that the Birmingham Poetry Review. You guys want to Google that? 
and and uh, that that's a a fine uh, uh, magazine and uh, a, a fine review. Um, uh, other than cool. that, I've been I've been busy with lots of things. I mean, lots of things. So it's the poetry has been a part of that. That's cool. Uh, but, My recommendation is you should take that song and mix it with music and uh, make a spoken word track out of it, and maybe we'll play it yeah, on the future. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> you should. We will be playing yeah, a spoken word track uh, a little bit later in the show. Scott Charles uh, uh, has uh, submitted one. We played something by him a little while. So about the half hour mark, uh, stay tuned for that. Well, David, I will. Thank you so I'll, be, much I'll for, be listening. I'll cool. be listening. Thank you so much for for calling in as always. And uh for uh, starting us off with with a bang and and perhaps as a result of what you've done causing everyone else to tune out. <laughs> then we can do a solo, <laughs> a duet with nobody. Absolutely, we'll, we'll have we'll still have more viewers than more more listeners than C-SPAN. <laughs> well, that's that's our only goal. <laughs> yeah, cool. it's a lofty one that is. Anyway, I'll, I'll catch you next month, Rick, for All right, our first you, show David. of 2016. Oh, you make Drum it roll, sound so Now I'm definitely going to tune in. <laughs> I know, I know. It's 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 something to behold. Okay, right. Rick, catch you, easy, catch you next month. Bye-bye. That was a David Neves, uh, which may or may not be the way to pronounce his last name. He won't ever tell me. Uh, from the Rush Rolling Hills of Pelham, Alabama, with his uh, spoken word song, Man Tits, which I think successfully caused Poetry Superhighway to lose all its credibility since that was broadcast a few minutes ago. So thank you. It's a new era for us uh, in poetry, uh, trying to build all that back. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the number to call in, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. You don't have to sing a ridiculous song. You could just read a poem that isn't meant to be ridiculous. That will be fine as well. But whatever, we don't have any content or style restrictions here. It's the end of the year. Anything goes. Spring break. I mean, sorry, winter break. It's one of the seasonal breaks. You You can decide which one it is. Our next caller is from... The uh, 847 area code. Hello, 847. Anybody there? Oh, no. They're gone. That's too bad. Uh, call back in, 847, if you uh, if you remember. If you, I, I don't know. I hope you're still alive. Um, let's move on to our next next caller from the uh, 215 area code. Hi, 215. Hello, Rick. How are you? Happy December. Oh, thank you so much. To you as well. This is Hanoch Guy. Hi, Hanoch. Nice I'm to hear your to voice. I'm to talk to you again. Yes. And I'm not Remind discouraged me. by the previous caller, and I'm not going to sing, for sure. I think we've I think we've won on both counts, then. Um, yes, we did. What, t- remind me where you're calling from, Hanoch. Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. Elkins Park, right. Okay, Near Philly. Cool. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, I, I I probably mentioned this the last time you called in, but uh, I, I had to Philadelphia a few times a year. Yes, for I did. various holidays. Uh, I so. do remember. Okay. Well, we and talking about, about Philly, there's something very exciting that is going to happen April 14th to the 17th. 
We are going to have a poetry festival. Philly loves poetry. Really? Yeah, yes. that's the what, first one in the history of Pennsylvania. Tell me the dates again. April 14th to the 17th. Well, I've Maybe written that here. down. I, I don't know. I, well, I think I'm, I'm not going to be there until the end of April. You're not going um, to be there. Because we, uh, but uh, uh, because I, I I head out there around Passover, which is at the end of April this year. But um, hey, uh-huh. if you guys want to fly me out as a special guest, I'm all for it. That's great. I'll talk to Larry Robin. He's okay. the boss. There you go. Well, so well, I'd like cool. to read the poem from my new book, and the name of the book is Sirocco and Scorpions: Poems of Israel and Palestine. Cool, let's hear it. And it was uh, published by Aldrich Place in California. Bedouin graves. There are Bedouin graves in the middle of the desert. A fenceless graveyard. Uneven white stones. No inscriptions. Only chic Ammar blessings. Two or three bushes eaten to the ground by sheep. The dead do not complain. They are content to leave their bones where they belong. And so are the sheep. Only the wind raises spidery dust whirlpools, graying the hazy sun. A few Bedouin graves in the middle of nowhere. A little mound, the borderline of Abu Ammar and Abu tribes who never had their neighbor's feud over this graveyard. So that's the poem from my new book. Um, nice piece, Hanouk. Thank you for sharing. Thank so the you. book is called Shiraco, Shiraka and Scorpions? Yes, Poems of Israel and Palestine. What would you say is, I mean, uh, I, I guess one might be able to infer the theme uh, just from the title there, but is there anything you want to Tell us about the book um, in, a, in a more global sense, if you were describing it to someone. Yeah, it's a deep compassion that I have, of course, for Israel, which is my homeland, but also for the Palestinians that are, are oppressed, and mostly for the land that suffered so much throughout the generations. And there are a few poems about the land, because the land is a major character in the book. Oh, that's interesting. Um, the 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 land itself is a, is a character. That's uh, it is. Um, cool. And um, when did it come out? It came out uh, in two thousand twelve. Oh, cool. So it's been out for a couple of years. That's great. Well, um, and um, are are you going to be participating in the in the poetry event April fourteenth through seventeenth? Oh, I am sure. Yes. That event that you're talking about is it is it multiple uh, venues? Uh, well, I guess it must be because it's over. We, we have days. only three venues uh, for this first festival, but we are planning a five years plan that each year it will be in more venues and more people will participate. Cool. So well, tune in. I we will. I'm going to stay tuned and definitely keep keep me up to date with with uh, what's going on with the festival and um I hope it's a huge success. Thank you so much. And good All right. talking to you again. You too, Hanoch. Thanks so much for calling in. Be well. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. 
All right, that was Hanoch Guy calling from Elkins uh, Park, Pennsylvania. Um, I think it's his second time calling in, but we've uh, we, he's been a, a participant in other Poetry Superhighway projects. We've had his work online as well. His book is called uh, Shiraka and Scorpions, uh, Poems of Israel and Palestine. And it sounds like it's uh, um, just from what he read and what he described, it's um, sort of cross-political uh, 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 agenda um, in, in a sense. And, and it's a really interesting idea that the land itself becomes a character and kind of makes you wonder, you know, that place where you have these disparate groups who are fighting and over land and one, you know, is oppressed and one was oppressed and, you know, they both have different views. What is the land itself? What's the perspective of the whole situation from the land? And I, I bet there's some uh, answers to that in Hanoch's poetry. So check out his book. And uh, interesting to know about this uh, new uh, three-day poetry festival that's happening in Philadelphia <coughs> Uh, April 14th through 17th. Check that out if you're if you're in the area, and I'm sure you can contact Hanoch and uh, and uh, find out more info about it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Please call in. Um, we um, we've got a few callers uh, on the line right now. Um, uh, and so I'm sure we're going to get to all of you. I just want to point out that uh, if you're one of those folks that's kind of wavering back and forth whether to call in, we tend to get a lot of calls right at the end of the show, which makes it difficult for me to get to everyone because we run out of time. And I also s start kind of rushing through the calls because I want to try to get to everyone. So if you call in earlier, be brave. We'll have more of a chance to talk with you. You can let us know what's going on in your poetry world. You can tell us about your new book. You can tell us about your new poetry festival. You can tell us about your website, your contest that you're running. Whatever it is that's poetry-related, I want to hear about it. So um, call in not just to read a poem, but to tell us all about that. 646-716-7362. That's the number. All right. Um, moving on, our next caller is from the... Ooh, the eight four seven area code is back. Hello, eight. Oh no, they're gone again. <laughs> eight four seven. <laughs> Try one more time. We'll get back to you. Let's uh, let's move on to the um, nine four nine area code. Hello, nine four nine. Hi, how are you, Rick? This is Robbie Nestor. Hey, Robbie. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Um, I have. Uh, speaking of Philadelphia, I'm from Philadelphia originally. Uh, but uh, I don't live there. Haven't lived there for a long time. So it's interesting to hear about the festival, and I will tell that to my friends who still live there. I have a uh, an ekphrastic uh, poem for you today that I have written about a a project by a painter and a sculptor named Sandal Burke, who lives in Long Beach, I think, Long Beach, California. And uh, I'm going to be doing a reading at the Orange County Museum of Art for the uh, docents there. And they invited me to write about one of the pieces that was being exhibited. So I chose Sandal Burke's project. He illuminated this amazing project. It took nine years. He illuminated the entire Quran in English with... Uh, drawings that uh, related American subjects to the text. Hmm. It's a pretty fascinating uh, project. 
And one piece that he did that accompanied these illuminations was a sculpture, and this poem describes that piece, which is doesn't have a title. It's called Untitled. Artist as Diplomat, after Sandal Burke's sculpture Untitled. When the ordinary has become too safe, too stale, we are advised to make it strange, to look again and magnify until the edges blur, revealing all we've missed, beautiful as bones beneath the skin, and strangely as surprising. The opposite procedure also sometimes applies when we view the alien via what's familiar until it seems our own. So Burke, by rendering the strange in a familiar form, dispels the shadows, showing us what we already know, the merely human. Masquerading as a doorway in some faraway and ancient mosque, a blue and white ceramic ATM dispenses currency more suited to our times. The ever-seeing camera never looks away. Blue script flows like a river on a topographic map, like veins under the skin. At first, because of what we think we know, it seems illegible, but then it gradually evolves, just as graffiti scrawled on subway walls rewards the passenger with gnomic messages. This work surprises us with wisdom from an unexpected source. The world's a text, and this is metaphor in its most radical sense, a vehicle for meaning, translation, carrying from one medium to another an ancient message garbed in newfangled form. Nice job, Robbie. Thanks. So, sounds like a cool opportunity. What's what's coming up for you at the Orange County Museum? Of course, you know I have a special place in my heart for ekphrastic poetry because I really um, uh, I'm very excited about the idea of art inspiring other art. You know, I really believe that when you know, although our you know particular medium might be poetry, and you know, it's it's the same impetus that that causes us to create a poem that someone else might use to create a painting or any other kind of form of art. So it all feels very connected to me. So um, what a great, great thing well. you have coming up. Well, I, I have done this with other poets. Um, this past summer I read with a bunch of local poets, all women, uh, at the Riverside Art Museum. I read there <laughs> twice. And I do... Um, PowerPoints of the images to go along with the reading, and people really love it. Uh, I'm having a hard time getting the manuscript published because it has 35 color plates in it. Yeah, uh, but it's, I've a, it's an expensive it. print. It is. I'm I'm trying to interest somebody in doing it as an app. I think that would be an extremely cool idea, and <laughs> I have no idea how to do it myself, so trying to rope somebody into it who wants to do it. So if there's anybody out there who might be interested, um, they can contact me. I'm on Facebook. They can find me there. And I also have a chapbook um, 
without any images of mostly more well-known pieces that can be found online or in books. So I've, I'm not giving up ekphrastic stuff, but I understand how difficult now it is to, to publish them with the images. But it's, yeah, you're right. I, I, it's, you know, it's not something I, when I published uh, Ekphrastia Gone Wild uh, a few years back, I, I didn't, uh, you know, it was really about the poetry, but I included links. Well, I included the information about what the piece was that it was being resp- was being responded to, so people could go and look it up. And I think on the website for, uh, on the uh, for this for the book, I also put direct links to the images, so that you know it was at least a companion piece to the uh, to the book. You know. Well, I'm so, going so to do could... that. Go ahead. I'm going to do that uh, with another project that I have. Um, about, I don't know if you've seen those photographs by Beth Moon of Ancient Trees. She did a beautiful book. Um, Well, a group of us, well, I'm going to put out some submission calls soon for uh, poems about those images which are on the internet. And we're going to do a chapbook of those poems. Uh, So that will be, that will have the same kind of links that you're talking about to the images online. Cool. Yeah, so I well, think to specialize in, in that, in the crafting yeah. poems. Well, yay. And Good for you. It's it's really exciting, and I love collaborating with contemporary artists. And uh, I'm glad to see interest in that has really picked up. There are several new journals uh, and a lot of books, and I'm waiting for a publishing house to specialize in it, but it hasn't happened quite yet. Well, stick it out. Stick it yeah, out. I will. I've All got right, a Robbie, book coming out. I've got a book coming out this year from Tebbetbach, but I don't know exactly when. So, look for it. We will look for it, and I'm sure you'll call back in uh, uh, with more information when it when it does come out. So, thank you Absolutely. so much for calling in and uh, and reading that lovely poem, and and best of luck in your uh, imminent ekphrastic experiences. Thank you, and have a wonderful New Year. Thanks, you too. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. That was uh, Robbie Nestor calling from uh, Southern, Southern California, uh, mid-Southern California, I don't know, uh, uh, reading her ekphrastic poem and, uh, and, and all of that. So thank you so much. All right, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. Um, 847, you are next, I promise. Uh, but we're at the half-hour mark. Um, And as promised and as we do, whenever we have a new uh, track available, I've got a spoken word track from uh, from Scott Charles here for you. So uh, check it out.
seven trumpets. It's singing. All right, that was the track, The Instruments. It's a poem by Scott Charles, backing vocals by the songstress Danny Ma. Forgive me if I mispronounce that. It's from Scott's project, Future Ancients. Future Ancients. And uh, produced, the track was produced by Wolfie. So um, there you go. That's our spoken word track this month. Thanks so much, Scott, for checking, for uh, sending that to me. We have another one from Scott we might be able to uh, play next month. We'll see. But um, we try to play a, uh, a spoken word track at the half hour mark of our show every month, and we'd love for you to send something. If uh, It's a great way for you to participate if for some reason you can't call into the show. We're not just looking for a straight reading of a poem that you've recorded because you can just call into the show and do that, actually, uh, but something that's a little different, something that uh, we can properly label a spoken word track that you've uh, you've mixed with, um, with sound or music of, or something of that nature, or maybe it's a live performance or something of that nature. So send it to me, put together an MP3, and send it to me in an email at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com, and I'll consider it for a future episode of Poetry Superhighway Live. Thank you so much, Scott Charles, for sending us that track, The Instruments. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving on with our open reading. We've got about 20 minutes left in the show. Uh, we've got three callers on the line. I bet we could get to more if you want to call in. So the number is 646-716-7362. All right, third time's a charm. I think we are actually going to get to caller from the 847 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Yeah, this this is Jerry in Evanston. Um, Hi, Jerry. If you remember, How you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, if you remember back in 1998 when I was using the pen name Lucius Furious, I was one of the two poetry superhighway poets for the week of January 19th to 25th. And then after a very long hiatus, I called in uh, several months ago and read a poem on the broadcast, which I imagine you remember. I've been thinking about nothing nothing but since then but that. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh so the poem I'll be doing today is Here's to those Here's to those who suffer voluntarily. Here's Go to for those it. who suffer Yeah, here's to those who suffer voluntarily, who rise above the mean and merely momentary pleasure that we feel sitting on a couch eating Cheetos, watching reruns of the Brady Bunch. Those who exercise, walk fast, raising weights with their arms and rhythm to their feet, jog or actually even run, as long as there's no clear goal in mind, no Olympic medal, no short-skirted cheerleaders proffering kisses. Residents of Blakely, Georgia, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, who steadfastly resist removal to California in similar climes, knowing intuitively that delight in perfect weather is born in sub-zero winters, in summer's humid swelter. Those who do without air conditioning, using the money for a violin or books or trips to the local swimming pool. Those who fast, mortify the flesh, or at least get breakfast occasionally, refusing to indulge every bodily whim, letting them ripen at least and then into actual robust hunger. Monks in solemn Kentucky silence. Some, I suppose, are misanthropes. Here I speak of those with a normal affection for chat and hubbub, who restrict themselves to a reverent silence, speech being used only in extremity. Blood donors. That's it. 
Lucius, thank you so much. That was uh, that was cool. Um, um, or do do you think that you're someone who uh, who uh, uh, how did you uh, open up the uh, poem who uh, suffers on purpose? Uh not necessarily. Um, maybe to some degree. I think everyone to some degree is. But uh, yeah, that that I think that some of those people are ones that I identify with, or you know, groups of people. I think the, the monks in Kentucky are kind of interesting. So, but I'm not a monk in Kentucky. So. <laughs> That's good. Um, uh, I mean, maybe not. Maybe you'd you'd have a lovely time as a uh, as a monk in Kentucky. It is different, that's for sure. Um, anything else going on in your poetry world that you want to share with us? I just that that my website is the Humanist Art homepage, and so I have my poems there and a bunch of other things. So if, you, if people Google that Humanist Art homepage, they will find. That's what comes up as the first thing. Cool. Let me ask you a question. You 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 were published back in the '90s. You said on the Poetry Superhighway, and then you you just reconnected with us uh, a month right. or two ago. What what was going on in that in that 15 year plus break? Oh well, I was continuing to write poems, obviously, um, and uh, I, I think I got. More into uh, you know the, the the I would have been performing them more like you know that at that time I really wasn't doing that and it was kind of a you know the pseudonym and I I wasn't being public about it and so one of the things that happened was I became more public recently so when did you uh, when did you drop the pseudonym uh, and, or what was the reason for that just this um, year well I. Yeah, well, the reason for doing it to begin with was that uh, I, you know, with I wanted to feel free to write whatever I would, and like with my employer and you know that kind of thing that like our customers that I didn't really feel comfortable doing that. Um, but now I'm nearing the end of my career, and uh, that actually the, the things that I that I have on the website and that I've written, I think most of them are not objectionable, and so that. Um, I don't think it really is a problem. Although I, you know, I, I wanted to feel to be free to to write whatever I did without those constraints, and so that was the reason I started out on that path. And is it is that no longer an issue for you? I would say, right? Yes, I would say that it's no longer an issue. Maybe I just feel I, I I've made it less of an issue, or you know, so. Cool. Well, that's some interesting insight. I'm, I'm I'm glad that you've reconnected with us and um, and enjoyed your your poem. And I, I I wish you much success. And I hope you call in again. I probably will. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Jerry from Evanston, Illinois, uh, formerly Lucius Furious. Good to hear your voice and have a great rest of your day. You too. All right. That was uh, that was Jerry from Evanston, Illinois, uh, uh, self-proclaimed not a monk from Kentucky. Um, probably a lot of us fall into that category. We should start a support group. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. It's your chance to read a poem and tell us what's happening in your life poetically, or perhaps, as Jerry just did, about your poetic journey, what, what's what's uh, changed for you over the last 15 or 20 years um, in poetry. Um, there you go. Has anyone else used a pseudonym like uh, like Jerry did that you later that you later dropped? 
I used to sign up at open mics as Rick L. And that's how people referred to me for a long time uh, when I was first in poetry. And really, it was because when I got to the open mic list, I thought, well, I better put my last initial because what if there's another Rick? But then people just started calling me Rick L. And it, uh, it you know, I I felt like, uh, well, I didn't really want that to be my, like, official gnome de plume. So I uh, I dumped that pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, if you're feeling nostalgic and want to call me Rick L., that's fine. Uh, it's really not a problem. Our next caller is from the 310 area code. Hello, 310. Hello, Rick. Yeah. It's Gene Colonymous calling. Hi, Gene. How are you? I'm good. I have a, uh, an, a name story, a funny name story for you. Um, cool. I was known as, I was a dancer. I'm a former dancer with Martha Graham. And at that time, I used my former husband's, my ex-husband's name, Gene Nocturne. And he became a, a film director of pornographic films. Uh so I dropped his name and used my now use my second husband's name. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's uh <laughs> you know, the the different the the two different names will open up a different set of doors for you. <laughs> yeah. So depending on what your particular goal uh, is on any given day, I guess you could you could switch back and forth, but um No, but that it's is been many answer. years since I dropped the nocturne. And well, there I you feel go. comfortable in the colonymous. Good. So, well, that's that's yeah. how I know you. So I'm I'm most comfortable uh, with that as well. But if you need to make a change, I'll adjust. It's not a problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the poem I'm going to read today um, has to do with uh, a volume of poems about Eve from the Garden, and uh, this is something that I just finished a long volume of poems about Eve and uh, a contemporary view of Eve, as you'll see. (laughs) Um, The title is Eve Calls Up Sir Isaac Newton. There she is in the garden, drawn to gravity's imperative. Branches, leaves, stars, Even inhabitants fall. Like Lilith, who loses her first wife position because, according to Adam, she's too domineering. Unable to resist the gravitational pull, Eve eats the apple's promise, anticipating knowledge to plumb her soul. That's it. Nice one. Thank I'm, you. I'm wondering if uh, if uh, Lilith ended up changing her last name. <laughs> no, I don't know. There might be a poem in that, but they don't tend to have last names, don't do they? In the no, garden. they don't. That's uh, <laughs> that was. Uh, there were too few of them to really have to worry <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, right. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, I suppose Adam could have gone with you know Adam the the fig leaf wearer or something as his yes. last name, but uh, or Adam fig, fig leaf. Yeah, Eve 
snake charmer. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. Well, that's great. What else is going yeah, on with whatever. you? Whatever. Yeah, that's Any? fun to think of uh, <clears throat> last names for them. There's a writing exercise. Uh, yes, last there is the, a writing the... exercise. Now I've finished this, but who knows? <laughs> um, anyway, how are you, Rick? Life is good here in uh, Poetry Superhighway land in uh, in Southern California. Is there anything uh, else going on in, in your world in poetry that you want no, to tell us about? No, there's um, a lot of stuff going on. Um, well, I'm sending this E-volume around, and the idea is finding Eve everywhere. That's the title of the bio-volume. Um, and I have a website uh where you can, I have, um, I just, ha- I'm also an essayist, and I just had something published in the Topanga Messenger, which is our local paper, about my former in-laws who were Holocaust survivors, mm. and how they, the kind of lives that they made uh, when they emigrated to Colombia, to Bogota, Colombia. This was before Colombia was a drug cartel. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, my website is Jean, J-E-A-N, Colonymous, C-O-L-O-N-O-M-O-S dot Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. Great. Well, Jean, thanks so much for calling in. Um, uh, best of luck with the, uh, with the Eve manuscript, and we'll Thank talk to you, you again. Okay. All right. Bye. That was uh, Jean from Topanga, California, telling us her name story. I actually have a name story before we get to our next caller. Um, The number for you to call in, by the way, is 646-716-7362. This isn't per se poetry related, though a poem did come out of it uh, many years later. But my parents named me Rick, R-I-C-K. Not short for Richard, but actually just Rick because that's what – they wanted to call me, and they thought, well, we don't want to call him Richard just so we can – or name him Richard just so we can call him Rick. So um, when I ordered my birth certificate I uh, to get my driver's license back in 19-something or other, um, it came from New Jersey, and there was a document attached to it uh, signed by my dad legally changing the spelling of my first name to R-I-C, which I guess he thought would be cool. And then there's a second document attached to it, dated the very next day, signed by my mom, changing it back. Uh, the joke there is that you could see the divorce coming for miles. So uh, that's that's my name story. I got uh, I wrote a poem about that, and it was published in a on a in an in an online uh, name all about my name project last year. Was it earlier this year? I don't remember. Um, If you do a search for Rick Lupert all about my name or something like that, I'm sure it'll come up if you're so interested. So there you go. All right. Um, Moving on. Uh, The number for you to call in. uh, We definitely have time for one or two more callers, so do call in if you have the chance. uh, 646-716-7362. Our next caller blocked number. I'm guessing it's Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Fair Noel. How are you, sir? Yeah, I, I like to go by that uh, persona, Frere Noel. You like, uh, 
Go ahead. You'd like for me to refer to you as Frere Noel at this point? Well, you know, Michael, but I, the reason why is, you know, there's a pair Noel, but I've never really heard anyone refer or use the uh, epithet, if you will, uh, Frere Noel. I love Noel I, 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 because the birth, uh, the birth of creativity, nativity, I, I, and I know the time is pressed, and uh, I always have uh, some options to read, and I want to read some shorts. Uh, did you happen to get something from Frere Noel? Um, I did indeed. Translation, I guess if in visual literacy there's uh, uh, a translation, and I, so I use the term uh, transvisualization, in which uh, we spoke about this, I think, last time, or uh, when the artist from Paris uh, who created the peace sign re-imaged the peace Well, translated visually, uh, the peace sign using the Eiffel Tower, I've just been taking with that. So uh, I've created, um, I've worked with that uh, uh, for listeners, visualize the word Noel, but the O is the Parisian Eiffel Tower. I'll call it the Parisian uh, peace sign. You know, that would not have surfaced if this tragedy hadn't occurred in us. Just, I think that's incredible. Anyway, uh, the earlier caller read an ingratitude poem, and it made me took me back to your anthology, our anthology, A Fresh Gone Wild. Yeah. And the poem, the poem that I have in there is based on a uh, uh, Norman Rockwell painting. We always talk about the day before Christmas and Christmas, but I like December 26th. And you see Santa's there, and he's taking a nap. And his uh, one of the prominent details is his he's de- delivered all his the goods, the toys, and so he's um, the sack is empty, and he's napping. Uh, Santa's sack emptied. Now he's sacked out, spent on childhood, not toys, joy. Not toy trains, the peace train. No more nails. Noel, Noel, Noel. Okay, Chris. I mean, okay, Rick. And that was interesting about your name and the spelling. That was really um, um, written out by Rick L. As soon as I heard you say Rick L, I thought Rick Elf, E-L-F, Rick Elf. You might use that epithet this time of the year. But anyway, you, know, you want to probably get another caller or two in before the show is over with. And um, when's January reading? Uh, it's going to be January 24th. All right. That's about another month. And so uh, enjoy the holidays, safe and wonderful holidays. Never a winter, always a wonder. Talk to you next year. You too, Michael. All right, that was uh, uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, calling in under the uh, pseudonym Frere Noel. Um, Thank you for sharing that piece with us, Michael. Good to hear it. Always good to have you calling in and and hear your perspective on things. And thanks for the suggestion uh, uh, that perhaps I could be known this time of year as Rick Elf. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not tall enough to be an elf, um, so it may not work out. But I I truly appreciate the... uh, 
the suggestion. Well, ladies and gentlemen, just a couple minutes uh, left. If you want to call in right now, we might be able to get you in, uh, but uh, uh, but you'd have to call in right this very second. Uh, but in the meantime, I want to um, I want to uh, uh, let you know, as I just said, that our next show, our first show of 2016, get excited about that, will be Sunday, January 24th at 2 p.m. Pacific time, that's 5 p.m. Eastern time, and other times in other parts of the world, uh, you do the math, um, it'll be an open reading just like this one, no content or style restrictions, so plan on calling in then and letting us know just like we did today all about what's happening in your poetry world, read a poem, etc. That's about five weeks from today, so uh, mark it on your calendar and uh, and be here, or be where you are now, but call in which will sort of be like your being here in a virtual sense. Um, I would like to thank all the people who called in and shared poetry today. Uh, David from Pelham, Alabama, though in my heart he'll always be from Newark, New Jersey, who sang the song Man Tits for us, which was a fine way to open up the show. You'll, if you tuned in late, you probably want to rush to the archived edition because uh, I doubt your holidays will be complete without hearing the song poem Man Tits as sung by David from Pelham, Alabama. Uh, our next caller was Hanukh Guy from Elkins, Pennsylvania, reading a poem from his book Shirako and Scorpions, um, which is out now on Aldridge Press. Uh, check it out. Uh, thank you, Hanukh, for calling in. Thank you, Robbie Nestor from, was it Laguna? Nigel, I forgot to ask you, but I know you live somewhere down in southern, southern Orange County or something like that. Uh, but I won't give it away exactly because I don't want people to come and physically stalk you. So, But thank you, Robbie, for calling in um, as well. Um, Jerry, formerly Lucius Furious from Evanston, Illinois, thank you for calling in. We just heard from Jean from Topanga, California, reading her ekphrastic <laughs> piece. And finally, uh, we finished with Frere Noel Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, a repeat offender here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, don't forget to check out our holiday recommendations, um, books that uh, poetry books specifically that tickled our fancy this year. There's some cool poetry anthologies. There's two actually completely different anthologies of Los Angeles poets, which both um, themselves are really great representations of uh, of uh, great and different representations of the scene. There's um, four different books from different. Uh, individual poets. There's a couple of resource uh, poetry books that you can check out. Um, so if you're a poet looking for things for yourself or or gifts for people who are interested in poetry, um, check out our holiday recommendations. Go to our website, poetrysuperhighway.com. Um, click on the banner there where it says holiday recommendations or it's under bookstore, the bookstore menu as well. Oh, also thanks to Scott Charles for sending us his, uh, his track, um, The Instruments, um, which was really cool to listen to. If you missed that, uh, definitely check it out in the archive uh, edition as well. And uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Have a lovely rest of your day and uh, have a happy new year, um, a happy Christmas if you celebrate that, a happy Kwanzaa if you celebrate that. And if there's any holidays that I'm not aware of that you celebrate um, that don't involve killing people, I hope that uh, you uh, you have a happy one of whatever that is. Uh, talk to you on January 24th. Bye.